Hello, hello, and welcome back to Enjoy the Journey podcast. I am your host, Lauren Fairbanks, and today we are talking about falling short of expectations and rejection. Uh, definitely not the funnest of subjects, but nonetheless, like everything else we talk about here, life is a journey, gotta learn to enjoy it, even if it's kind of a crappy situation when we take the bad with the good. Uh, falling short of expectations and rejection is definitely something that has weighed really heavy on my heart. It's something that I know the feeling of all too well, and I figured I'm probably not the only one that has struggled with this. In fact, I think everybody at one point or another struggles with the feeling of falling short of their own expectations or somebody else's and with falling short of somebody else's expectations the feeling of rejection and especially when it's all compounded together how heavy that weight can be and I just want to let you know you're not alone you're not alone in that feeling and you're not alone in that that heavy weight I face chronic migraine daily. It's a daily struggle for me, as many of you know from previous episodes. And because of that struggle, falling short of expectations is definitely something that I know really well. Having chronic migraine is just as much a part of me as the color of my eyes. And it's something that I cannot change about myself because Heaven knows if I could change it, I would have already, but I can't. It's part of who I am, and I just learned to kind of go with the flow, but I definitely set a bar too high for myself and often fall short of my own expectations, and even though I go with the flow, not everybody else can can do that and have the mindset to be able to to be okay with a change in the schedule and so I definitely know what it's like to fall short of others expectations and and be rejected back in between 2018 and 2019 I was on a mission to get hired for a nine-to-five job like that was my ultimate goal at that period in time I had set a goal for myself that I would do at least one job application whether online or in person per day and a um one job interview per day which didn't always work out uh but i came pretty dang close and with that job hiring process i felt like it was the right thing to do to be transparent and 100 percent honest with all employers all jobs that i applied for and just say this is my struggle with migraine this is where um there might be a few speed bumps in the road and how we could adjust to make this situation fit this is what you might have to do in certain situations and yes it's not ideal but it's me and it's just as much a part of me again migraine is just as much a part of me as the color of my eyes so Unfortunately, I can't change it, but hey, if there's a speed bump in the road, you just, I ask that you 
try and overcome it with me. And day in and day out, so many people didn't want to overcome that speed bump with me. No one wanted to overcome that speed bump with me. Not a single employer, somebody who <laughs> had like the flashing sign, help needed, help wanted. And I definitely had the um, ideal job that I wanted at that time. I am a personal trainer certified and also like nutritionalist. I forget the name of the nutrition certification that I had, but basically health coach was the path that I was going down. And after like six months of just strictly doing health coach jobs, I just was like, okay, fine, nobody, nobody wants to work with me. Let's, let's do a less specific job search. And I just want a job at this point. And even then for a job that I didn't even want, for jobs that honestly, <laughs> like I, I kind of dreaded the idea of it when I was applying for like fast food working and whatnot. But even then being rejected by something I didn't even want hurt. It hurt deeply. And I think it was compounded by so many other rejections of people just saying, I'm sorry. I like who you are and you are one stellar human on paper and definitely have all your credentials and everything together. Perfect applicant, but we don't want to overcome that daily speed bump with you. We don't want to work with you. That was so hard, so hard. And then Along with that, around that same time, I was dealing with a current side hustle employer that I had and working with this human for years and her being okay with my migraine situation for years and, and working with me for years, all of a sudden it was like she flipped on a dime. And when I had to go into and a unexpected visit to the doctor because I was really, really struggling. Um, I had a phone call from this person that I had worked for for years and she let me know that I was unreliable and that if I was unreliable for her, no wonder nobody else wanted me. And um, that I had failed her and I will fail others, and a whole bunch of other things that just cut really deeply. It was salt in the wound, and I just, I, I fell apart. I fell apart because I had fallen short of my own expectations. I had fallen short of everybody else's expectations. And for the one thing that I could do and had been doing for years, all of a sudden, even though nothing really had changed about me, I was falling short of that expectation as well. And I felt so rejected, unbelievably rejected. But somehow, all that rejection has led me to this path, this journey of 
now being a public speaker and podcasts and coming out with a book and all these insane things that I never thought I would do or might not be making time to do if I were slaving away at that nine to five job. And I'm just amazed at how all this rejection and hurt and pain also created a determination in me to keep going and not work for anybody else, but to work for myself. Um, if I were to say the name Jimmy Denny, would you know who I am speaking about? Most likely, your answer is going to be no. But, um, Jimmy Denny was the Grand Old Opry manager at the beginning of Elvis Presley's career. And Elvis Presley, at the beginning of his career, we all, at the beginning of anything, starting out anything, we have rusty spots that we have to work out. And, and Elvis Presley was working on his performance. And Jimmy Denny, after being the Grand Ole Opry manager for years, he, he definitely knew the business. He knew it inside and out. And if anybody had an opinion about anything, he was, he, his opinion mattered and was definitely one to ask and, and value. But um, as Elvis Presley would practice his performance, Jimmy Denny told him, you ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back to driving a truck. How different would our world be today if Elvis Presley were not the king of rock? What would history look like? What would it look like if Elvis had given up? What would it have looked like if Jimmy Denny's words caused Elvis to stop trying? I asked you at the beginning of this short story if you knew who Jimmy Denny was. I'm sure now you, you know, but previously you didn't know his name. You definitely recognize the name Elvis Presley. Most people recognize the name Elvis Presley, but just because somebody who, who definitely has an opinion that could matter, that, that might shape us, doesn't mean that their opinion is the truth. I hope that made sense to you guys. Elvis could have listened to Jimmy's opinion. He could have stopped trying. He definitely had the feeling of rejection. But heck, 80 years later or nearly 100 years later, <laughs> nobody, nobody 
knows who Jimmy Denny was. But nearly everybody knows who Elvis Presley was. So don't listen to those who tear you down and tell you you can't do it. Prove them wrong. Uh, along with Elvis and his hurdles, his speed bumps, um, J.K. Rowling, author of Harry Potter, was rejected 12 times before her book was published. And Stephen King's first book was rejected by 30 publishers. I mean, I thought 12 was a lot for J.K. Rowling to keep going, but 30 publishers. That's a lot. That's a lot of rejection. That's a lot of hurt. Michael Jordan was cut off from his high school basketball team for lack of skill. His basketball, high school basketball coach's name isn't even known. <laughs> Michael Jordan, how ironic is it that he was cut off from a basketball team for lack of skill? Do you want to know what that cutoff made Michael Jordan do? He turned around and he practiced day in and day out on his own, on his own time to master his skill. And now oftentimes when people hear the name Michael Jordan, they immediately think basketball. If you're me, you think shoes, but that's just because he also has, you know, the Jordan's shoe brand, but uh it's ironic isn't it that the human family human race we have people that are coaches or know best our publishers or managers of the grand old aubrey or the high school basketball coach and oftentimes it's their opinion that derails us. derails us from choosing to keep going going to another publisher to get rejected and or keep playing the same sport to keep singing the songs whatever it is like we think that these people that know so well know us just because they know the art does not mean that they know you. And I think that that's something that we have to keep going and pushing through. I think that these are wonderful examples of people that push through rejection. Because it's the rejections that set them apart from everybody else. Because they kept going and they kept trying. Oprah Winfrey was fired from her job as a reporter because she was unfit for tv <laughs> when you hear the name oprah winfrey you immediately think of her tv show right because <laughs> she later became the host of her own show that aired more than 25 seasons how ironic is it that persistence effort 
trying, it gets us somewhere. Even when we're told that we're going nowhere. Um, the last example that I have for you today is Beethoven, who was told by his music teacher that he was a hopeless composer. I don't know if any of you listen to Beethoven, um, but I've definitely tried to play some of his piano pieces and to let alone play it is incredibly hard, incredibly hard. Like I cannot even emphasize how <laughs> how much brain power and skill it takes to perfectly play a Beethoven piece. But the fact that he composed it, not just one, but 32 pianos and tonas, and nine symphonies, and heaven knows how many other pieces. Composing it as a whole nother art within itself is a whole nother level of skill. Beethoven wasn't a hopeless composer by any means. But is it possible that the rejection of having been told that helped to kindle his, his fire and his passion for music so that he would be known centuries later for being one of the absolute best that there ever was. Being rejected sucks. And falling short of expectations hurts. But if we choose, it's very likely that we can let our downfalls make us better. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you have a absolutely wonderful day. As always, life is a journey. Learn to enjoy it. I'm not trying to say